you are a part of this world and when you help others, it immediately comes back to you in some form. This podcast shows that Ukraine is not what foreigners see on television. Together, we will break all the stereotypes about Ukrainians so that when the flag of Ukraine is lifted anywhere in the world, everyone will know Ukraine and its unique culture because today, Ukraine has a dynamic new generation that will change the world. Hello, my name is Aziz and I have a deep connection with Ukraine. My grandfather volunteered in 1987 to help liquidate the Chernobyl chemical radiation because he believed in humanity. He was a real hero for me, and even though he struggled with cancer after that, for the rest of his life, he always told me many great things about Ukraine and its people. Then, from 2018 to 2019, for two years, I began working with UNICEF in Ukraine to help build orphanages for Ukrainian children. And thank you all so much for the support. More than 180 people participated in this project for Ukraine, from the vice president of the Helen Marlin Group to the vice chancellor of the UGCC to the president of the Erasmus Student Network Kiev to the president of the World Trade Center Kiev to students from the FLEX program Ukraine Global Scholars, Yale University, Harvard, and the London School of Economics, to the United Nations, to the Vatican Church, to interns at the Ukrainian Parliament and at the Canadian Parliament, to top 1% students in Ukraine. But not only them. This project is for all Ukrainians and the friends of Ukraine from all backgrounds. And if you wish to participate, Send me a message on Instagram, aziz.future, and join the Telegram channel, Kiev Future. My goal is to make interviews with hundreds of Ukrainians, and the world is listening. This podcast is already top 50 in the United Kingdom, France, Switzerland, and Monaco. Top 25 in Austria, Germany, Canada, Russia, and Poland. Top 15 in Australia, Italy, Spain, and Dubai, and top 10 in Norway, Sweden, the Netherlands, South Korea, Singapore, and many other places because this is now officially the number one podcast on Apple about Ukraine. Together, we will break the stereotypes. Together, we will help all other countries discover and respect the greatness of Ukrainian people and this good reputation will support the development of Ukraine, creating more opportunities for every Ukrainian to have a better life. So let's begin. My guest today is Brigitta Labanovska. Brigitta is a Flex alumna 2020 from Latvia. During that period, she spent her time actively teaching Americans about the Latvian culture, organizing many community service events, and volunteering for over 100 hours. After returning to Latvia, she organized various charity events and participated in global online events with other Flex alumni to educate Latvians on the American culture. 
Brigitta's aspiration is to become a successful businesswoman, to help bring positive impact to the world, and she plans to study international business at a university in the Netherlands, whether in Amsterdam or in Rotterdam. She believes in standing up for those who are being oppressed in any way and working towards making the world a more open-minded and loving place. And she is starting with her own country, Latvia. Brigitta, how are you today? Hi, I'm really good. How are you? I'm fantastic, brilliant, and feeling really nice. So to begin with something about feelings, when you really want to feel good and want to do what makes you feel truly alive, what is an activity that just charges you with that energy of life and makes it feel that that day is special? Hmm, that is a really good question. I think my answer is pretty simple and basic, actually. It's just listening to music for me. I know that other people do some more uh, spiritual things to charge, like meditation in the morning. But for me, the alternative for that is just listening to music. As soon as I wake up, I put in my headphones almost immediately. And, you know, that kind of sets my tone, tone for the day. I could be listening to rap to feel really confident. And I could be listening to something softer to feel more calm and relaxed. So I think, yeah, my music choice is probably something that gets me through the day. I love that. It's wonderful, a bit more unique because not many people spoke about that. And tell me about rap. When you wish to feel confident, is it the lyrics? Is it the melody? Or is it more the emotions of the person who is rapping that gets you to that confident state? Hmm. I think it's actually everything together, to be honest. It's just something about rap that people, when they are rapping, the the main goal of them is to kind of deliver the message that they are present in the moment. They are telling about themselves. They are telling about how confident they are, what they are doing with their life, what kind of moves they are they are making in life. And sometimes it goes way deeper than that. They tell us a whole life story. And I just think it's something about that personality and something about that realness that kind of brings people to rap. Yes, personality, realness, being present in the moment and telling whether their story or how they're feeling in such a moment. And when you meet people, are you someone who also enjoys or finds it a priority and a very important part in life to talk with people feel when they're showing their realness, understanding their story and their background. Are you fascinated by that? Definitely. I would consider myself as a pretty straightforward person. Even in like formal settings, I try to be as most myself as I can be. I just think that it's a waste of life if you try to pretend to be someone you are not. So I think it's so important when you, especially when you're meeting new people for me, I think it just immediately sets the tone if you're going to click or not, if you're both being yourselves. You can kind of feel already if the person is going to accept you for whatever you are, if you are being completely, completely yourself. Yes, that it's, if I understood you completely, 
if I understood you correctly, it's very important to completely be yourself because even in formal situations, you aim to do that so that the right people, those who will resonate with you, will see your truth. But if you put a mask on, they will never discover what they could have had chemistry with. And if they like you, they will like you for that fake persona, which is not deep nor authentic. Is this... Yeah. Did I understand it correctly? Yes, definitely. Because I just feel if you're being authentic, you can see that the person is either going to react in a positive or a negative way. And that way you can understand if you are willing to further continue a conversation with this person and further get to know them and be their friend and be some more something more than that. Thank you. And in general, are you an empath? Do you also feel people's energy? even without them speaking? Or is it more about the messages that convey and when they speak, hearing their voice and getting that intonation and emotion? Well, I don't want to brag, but honestly, I think I do because I can almost immediately tell if I'm going to get along with a person or if I'm not, if I just take a look at them. And somewhat that could be counted as having prejudice or having some stereotype yeah having a stereotypical feeling about the person just by their looks or something but i feel like in any kind of situation you can kind of feel a person's energy and you can feel what with what kind of attitude they walk into the room and how they start speaking and how they start presenting themselves and i think that those things are really important when you when you are deciding whether you want to spend the time with this person or not of course sometimes it goes to the conversation and you realize that the person is completely different than they presented them presenting themselves as but usually yes i think you can definitely tell a lot about the person just by their being and their energy and their smiles or their body movements and what kind of people do you seem to be most interested to speak with and know more about based on their movements, the way they carry themselves, and the way they enter the room? Uh, mostly just energetic people. You know those people when they step into the room and immediately, like, energy starts to flow in the room. Like, you see someone and immediately you want to smile and immediately you want to make some plans and do something fun or crazy. I think that those kinds of those kind of people really attract me. Just in a way that I want to spend time with them. Someone who can take a boring situation and turn it into a completely interesting conversation or a completely interesting new setting. Yes. And to know more about you, are you someone who tends to get bored and therefore you're interested in the new emotions, the new experiences, the next exciting thing? Or can you just go somewhere like in nature be with a friend or with a cat or with a dog or alone and reflect and feel recharged in that way too? Or is it necessary to have people to make plans, to have adventures and have energetic people more often than not? Well, I think that everyone needs a good recharge in a while, that they need to be by themselves in the nature, maybe with an animal, not with a person. But I think that if your friends or family are those people who match your energy, then you will get 
along in any setting. You could be together in a fun, crazy setting, or you could be just relaxing and not speaking together, and you would still feel aligned and you would still feel happy and really satisfied with your time together. Really cool. And tell me more, since you are fascinated with people's energy, if you walk around and you notice some people who have are having a bad day or are energy vampires or whatever, even just by looking at them, you might pick up on their energy. How do you deal with that? Or is that even a factor in your life? It used to be a really big, fa- big factor in my life. I used to be really affected by any kind of mood swings in other people. Like I could feel the bad energy of maybe my friends or my family and they're having a bad day. So I immediately take those emotions on myself and I am also starting to have a bad day suddenly, even if I had a fantastic day before that. But as I've grown up, I realized that everyone goes through their stuff on the regular basis every single moment. And it's not your responsibility of what goes on in another person's head. You have to learn how to distance yourself from the situation and still be present and still be able to help and still be able to give advice, but not to contaminate your own energy and your own well-being, I think. Yes, to not contaminate your own energy and well-being, to have a bit of a distance in order to have a perspective on the situation. Definitely. And tell me about rap. Do you listen to Latvian rap, American rap, or what kind of rap is your favorite? And if you have a group or a song that resonates with you at a higher level than any, share that too, please. Hmm, That is an interesting question. Well, I think when I first met rap, it was definitely American rap and anything that's in English. At first, I was just a teenager who didn't really understand English at all. So... I just listened to the setting of the rap. I just listened to the beat and the energy and it kind of really fascinated me. And then as I grow, as I grew up, I started listening into listening into the words and I started translating rap songs and I really started, started to see the meaning of it. And American rap definitely has a story app story behind it it always it's always about either your success or how well do you feel about yourself or maybe your life story or maybe something even deeper than that i feel like russian and latvian lab which i listened to that too has not spoken to me in that level yet i am sure that there is a lot of cool there are a lot of cool artists that i just haven't discovered yet that have spoken to me in that kind of level story So are you fascinated by story? Do you love movies, some TV series, or even literature, whether modern or classic, that has some stories that resonate with you? Or is it more about rap, music, and the stories shared there? Oh, definitely. I always enjoy a good story. I always enjoy a good background, mostly because I try to apply it to myself every single time. Like I hear a rap song and it I don't know, maybe it's about a girl and maybe it's about how she's working and I'm trying to be like, oh my God, yes, that's about me. That's I imagine myself in that situation and I imagine actually myself working and I imagine myself getting those things that they sing about in the rap songs. I don't know, maybe it's money, maybe it's success, maybe it's something else. But I feel like that's kind of a form of manifesting, actually. It's kind of a form of you 
thinking of yourself as being this powerful magnet of success and it's kind of bringing those things to you. I don't know. I love that. Tell me about your spiritual beliefs when it comes to manifesting, how the universe and the energy and the world works at a deeper manifesting level. It's so crazy you asked me that because actually lately I have been getting really deep into manifesting and it's something that I have been hearing and reading a lot about. And I think it's a cool subject. I think people usually have a lot of misconceptions about it, that it's just sitting in your room and thinking about how great you can be. But I think there's actually a study that's done that you are more likely to reach your goals by 40% or something if you just write them down. So it's a really good strategy for you to go after your goals if you just say them out loud to yourself in the mirror in the morning or if you write them down constantly, it kind of brings your success rate up of those goals. And maybe it's crazy, but I have been seeing a lot of improvement in in my life if I'm just telling myself things that I want to be or what way do I want to act maybe just looking in the mirror and telling myself you are powerful you are confident and I think that really helps you to actually be that thank you this is really really cool and tell me more about your life I understood the musical part are you interested in some artistic things are you interested in a kind of sports or yoga or gymnastics or anything like that, that allows you to move your body and to get in that flow in the moment? Well, I could definitely say that I'm an an artistic person, but unfortunately, I can't be taught the artistic ways, the artistic, I don't know, movements, because uh, when I was in the second grade, I actually went to a musical school to Uh, to learn how to play the piano and I'm actually pretty good at music I can understand chords I can understand the melody I can understand where you need to push those (laughs) uh, push those buttons on the piano but I got kicked out after like three years just because I I can't be taught those things you know I think that art is about what's within yourself and I and I still enjoy music I still draw when I was little I used to make poems all the time and I drew a lot, but in school, when someone gave me a task of what to drew, what to draw and how to draw it, I used to be horrible at it because art is not about taking directions. I think I think for other people, it's a great way how to improve your art, or your art. But for me, it kind of comes within and comes in the moment. And uh, yeah, there's a lot. There's a big part of me that's artistic, but it's not something I think that could be in the frames of norms, if I could say that. Yes. So are you speaking about you being somewhat of a stubborn, independent girl? Or are you saying that art and to you is more about inspiration and the musing of the right moment rather than art on demand? A stubborn, independent girl is a way... is a great way how to describe me. That's what my mother would say about me and i i don't take it as a insult i think it's kind of a compliment i am stubborn i always stand on my opinion i it's just how i am and i have not seen a one a one occurrence of it being negative in my life yet maybe it will somehow 
have maybe it will sabotage me later but i think for now it's really good because i always stand on my own opinion but also yes there's a big part of what you said about me being in the moment if i feel like drawing i could draw something if i feel like listening to that kind of music or that kind of music i listen to it and i think art doesn't stand in frames you always need to go with the flow and how you feel at the moment yes and you spoke about standing by your own opinions then are you more interested in people who also stand by their own opinions even if it's different to yours or you tend to like people who agree with you when you have your opinions that are strong and you stubbornly hold to them i always enjoy enjoy a good discussion i always enjoy a good clash of opinions some somewhere when you can actually learn something about a new topic where you can actually be wrong and have someone correct you and you can see a whole different perspective on things that you never thought about and i usually surround myself with strong strong opinionated people who also have their own opinions but somehow still my circle of people don't really differ in opinions that much if you know what i'm saying it just kind of we all have the same energies and even if we disagree on something we can kind of all come to that conclusion where we're all on the same page and we agree to disagree yes you're all on the same page you agree to disagree and tell me more about you when it comes to being stubborn independent and holding your opinions strong but rather than opinions maybe about stubbornness do you have a story or an experience in your life where maybe others or even life told you you'll probably fail but you said no i refuse and you stuck to your guns until you made something that was low probability happen Oh yeah, I have a great story for that. For example, my flex experience how I went to America for a whole year. So, this one time we had a presentation at our school about this possibility to go to America for a whole academic year for completely free, and the woman was telling us about how you need to apply and what kind of characteristics you need to have. And I the whole time when I was looking at that presentation I was just seeing it as a great opportunity but then when the presentation ended I saw that other people kind of had a different perspective on it they were all saying oh I'm not going to even apply because it's just for smart people it's for those who only get excellent marks and it's like so there's so little chance that you will get in I don't see the point in applying and they were like you're not going to apply you're not going to apply do you like it's stupid like you're not going to get in and i really thought about it and i went home and applied because i was really stubborn and while i was looking at the presentation i already made the decision that i will apply and since that nothing could stop me and even when i applied and i saw the percentage of people who got accepted and it was really really small i still kept going and it really paid off i would say That's a really really wonderful story. Do you tend to thrive under challenges or not because you spoke a little bit in a way that made me think when there is anxiety you don't like that and you don't perform as well as you could and that's why if people demanded you to do art under a deadline it didn't work but what is different between that and when there is 
such a low probability situation like flex that kept you going? Oh, that is an interesting topic. Well, I think that, of course, when you have a deadline or when you need to meet certain criteria, you always will have this anxiety. And for me, when I was younger, it really didn't work. I think now maybe I would actually do good in the musical school. I would listen to the rules. But when I was a child, I was kind of a more of a free spirit. And I actually, I actually really value myself for that. And um, I just think that when you are making a decision for yourself, you can't rely on the opinion of others. You really need to see further and what is it that you really want besides the society norms, because your opinion might be so much more different than anyone else's, but it doesn't mean it's wrong. And it just means it will take you to your right place, not what others think is the right place. I love this topic. Please first define what is a free spirit? Are you still a free spirit? And what do you believe that allows you to stick to your opinions, to go to your own place, that maybe a lot of people don't believe and they compromise their truth in order to fit in or to appeal to others? Well, I would define a free spirit as someone who is always true to themselves. And I feel like as when we are children, we are all free spirits. And as we grow up, we, got, we get put into boxes. First, it's school, it's grades, it's about certain criteria we must meet. It's about certain tasks we must perform great at, no matter what our talents or weaknesses are. I think that is the first thing that takes the individual... Individu- Individual. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm stuttering. The individu- individuality. Individuality out of us. Yes, I'm sorry. And um, then it's college, and no, I feel it's fine. like it's absolutely no stress zone here. Safe space is cool. You're doing great. <laughs> Thank you. And I feel like as I've grown up, I kind of forced me, forced myself to apply to certain rules, for example, to go to college, uh, if I want to do it, I still have to get good grades. I still have to perform in a certain way that will get me through life and get me to the point that I want, even if it's not by doing the exact things that I want all the time. So I think it's really important for you to keep this free spirit, this inner child within yourself while still understanding what you need to do for the world and how you need to act in our modern society to get through it and to fit into the system and still not lose yourself. Yes, to not lose yourself, to know yourself, and yet do what you need in order to give your gift to the world and I notice about many people in the world, they don't really know themselves. They don't know how to listen to their inner truth. To you, how do you go about knowing yourself, understanding yourself, and how do you know when it's your voice or not? Because I had experience, for example, I had an interview with a really successful Norwegian businessman and he said when he first started he trusted his intuition and inner voice 1000% and it worked but then he thought oh my god that is so stupid I should trust excel sheets and decision making more and he did and he wasn't doing as well 
but he just, his brain couldn't accept that intuition could work and that his inner voice could guide him. So now he's returning slowly again to that younger spirit, free spirit that he had to you. Some people, they might trust their intuition, get into a complicated situation and then think, wow, my intuition is dysfunctional. I shouldn't continue this way. What allows you to trust your intuition? How do you know when you're hearing it and not something else? Is it okay if your intuition guides you wrongly? And how do we know ourselves more and discover our truth? First of all, that is such a great story. I think it really proves that your reality is whatever you want it to be. Whatever you think of yourself, it's what you're going to be. So you must not allow your bad thoughts to take over you because at the end of the day, what you think of yourself, it's it's exactly what you're going to be. And about intuition, I think it's such a strong tool that us humans have. And mostly we think it's stupid. We think that your intuition won't get you anywhere. It's just the gut feeling that you have. But if you are lucky enough to learn a lot of things about yourself and understand how you react to certain things and what are your strengths and what are your weaknesses in certain situations, then you can apply your intuition to any situation in life. You immediately will feel which setting is the right one for you, which path is the right one for you. And even if you go down the path that your intuition told you to, and even if you fail, maybe it's that was meant to be. Maybe that path you took and failed was meant in your life to teach you an important lesson to go further and to develop yourself and to become better. Thank you. It's actually really wonderful. And tell me more about Latvia. You said in your intro that you'd like to change some things about the world, starting with Latvia. What kind of things would you love to see different or modernized or improved or thoughts changed when it comes to the Latvian people, the Latvian situation, without getting into politics? Well, without getting into politics, mm, that's a good question. Well, both as Ukraine and Latvia, we are post-Soviet countries and we still have some, you know, uh, things that are left over, some uh, stereotypical things and some traditions that are not leaving us, that are not uh, allowing us to be a more modernized country, a more open-minded and accepting country. Like still in Latvia, there is not a lot of diversity. And even if there is a person of color or a person of a different sexuality, they usually get treated very, very roughly and badly, especially in places that are not our capital, that are more rural areas. And I can see development. I can see it every single day. I can see my classmates and younger people talk more positively about anyone and just being more inclusive and being more open-minded but i can still see some people of the older generation maybe and but not only who are still stuck on same stereotypical way of seeing life maybe it's because of their religion and how religious or whole country is and it's not a bad thing i think the religion is just a form of who you are and your expression what you believe 
there's nothing wrong with that. But if it's if it's holding you back from accepting everyone and being a kind-hearted person, then I think there is starting to be an issue. Yes, I had Nikita Puz as a guest here. He called it the post-Soviet trauma, and he spoke about the difference between people who are from the older generation and the younger ones. And let's return to you again. If you could have the perfect day that gives you all the emotions that you might love, all the experiences that will enrich your day and make it perfect, where would you be? What would be the season or the weather? And what would you do first, second, third, in order to make it a masterpiece day? Oh, that's fun. I think I would wake up maybe earlier than I usually do on like a free day. Maybe I would wake up at like 8 a.m. And I would start off my day by taking time to myself, listening to some good music, maybe take a hot shower, get myself ready for the day, however I want. And then just go out in the world, meet a lot of people, have a really active day. I don't know. I think the thing that brings me the most energy actually is when you are in a big, diverse setting of people. And by diverse, I don't mean people of different ethnicities. I mean people that are different, that are in different life situations, that have different perspectives on life, that have been through various stuff in life that you just all come together and you share those experiences and you think of, I don't know, something cool to do together, to explore, to have adventures. And at the end of my perfect day, I would have experienced a lot. I would have talked to a lot of people. I would have a lot of ideas in mind, a lot of plans in mind, and I would go back home really late and I would fall into my bed and I would fall asleep immediately. Yeah, that would be my perfect day. Sounds amazing. And I'm sure because of the beautiful landscapes of Latvia, or maybe you'll choose Hawaii or something, it will make it even better. Three quick questions that can have quick answers. One, are you a highly emotional girl or more logical? Second, and since you spoke about people with perspective and experience, do you get along or prefer people who are more experienced than you or peers of your age? And third, Did rap really help you improve your English? Or I notice you speak it very eloquently, and it's not only because of the flex experience. So what is your method or way? Well, the first question, uh, the answer to the first question is I am definitely a person who is driven by emotions. And uh, I do a lot of stuff because because of my emotions. I react to things pretty quickly. And I actually don't think it's a bad thing. I just trust my gut. I trust my intuition. And whatever the first emotion is, I usually tend to follow that. And the logic comes after. Like my mom always says about me, the first thing that I do is do something and then actually think about it. And I think that's a pretty good description of me. And I think that's what all people should do. They should just go for it, whatever they feel like, whatever their crazy idea is like have the vision, and then the logical things will fall into places. And the second question about my peers or people who are older than me, 
I think that it's really important when you are growing up to be connected connected to your peers because you are all growing up at the same time and you are all sharing the same experiences and you don't feel as alone in those experiences. You feel really connected to your community. You feel like you have the support system needed to go through changes that happen with you, to go through you developing as a personality and your peers are the ones who actually form you. So the friends that you choose is actually the person who you become, I think. And uh, speaking about older people, I really, really enjoy talks, especially now when I'm just planning to go to a university, talking to people who uh, have gone through it, maybe to someone who has dropped out and started their own thing, or maybe to someone who has not chosen to go at all and hearing their experiences. I think if you speak to a lot of other people, you will realize that there are so much ways in life that you don't just have to follow the traditional school, college, family life. You have so much more alternatives, especially in our modern world. And the third question about rap. Yes, I think that songs are actually the one of the main reasons why I speak English so good as I do today. I don't, I'm not saying I'm speaking perfectly, but songs and the internet are the things that made my English the way that it is today. That's how I learned a lot of slang. That's how I learned a lot of, you know, everyday language that people who speak English use on a daily basis. And that's what really helped me when I went to America. And everyone was telling me that my English is really good, that I can always understand. And and maybe my accent was really thick and no one could understand me at first, but I could definitely put myself into any situation and I could understand what the people, even with accents in English, were saying just because I listened to so much different rap from so much different people. Yes, it's actually three different parts of the brain when it comes to languages. The one for comprehension and understanding, and the one for production or speaking. And the third one is for writing and expressing in that symbolic way. And you can develop one and neglect others. And therefore, it's uh, three different skills that need to be developed. You had the comprehension skill highly tuned, but maybe the speaking wasn't at that level, but they all also help each other grow. Then you said you're highly emotional. You jump into things feet first, and then you rationalize it later and think about it as your mom says. Well, I had multiple guests who were girls who said we are highly emotional, but we seem to have a very serious, stern poker face that even when they went to the U.S., or Europe, etc., people might comment, why is that girl so angry? But she's not. Is this your situation too? Do you have such a stern uh, poker face, although your emotions can be raging and moving throughout you? Or how does it work? Oh, definitely. I have this resting face that just People around me, when they first meet me, they think I'm an angry, mean girl. That was actually the case in America when I first started making some international friends who were from Ukraine, for example. I made a lot of friends from Ukraine first. And then we grew to be really, really good friends, the kind of friends that we still keep in contact with, even if we haven't seen each other for a year. And 
only later on they told me, oh my God, I thought you were a mean girl. I thought you were a horrible person just because of your face. And I was so surprised. I've never thought about it. And since that, I actually, I have been learning to smile more in public because that, that actually kind of freaked me out because people really think I'm mean when I go into public just because I keep a serious poker face. And I don't realize that. I don't know why it is, but yeah, I definitely do keep a stern face. Yes. And it's funny, And but to ask you even more about it, let's say you're in public, maybe you're having coffee or drinks, etc., and you are with people you like, but you are in public. Is your face still stern? Or when you're around people that you're interested in, your face softens and your mood shows more on your face? Oh, no. When I'm with people who I like, who I trust, it's a completely different story. I'm talking all the time. I'm laughing all the time. You can't get me out of the conversation. And I think that's why there is this study that says you are more attractive when you are seen by a, with a big group of friends. That is actually a proven fact. Because people see your personality come out. They see how you talk, how you react to things, how you are excited about things that you are talking about. And that just makes you glow and makes you seem seem as yourself. You're not someone who is going out all dressed up with a mask on, just keeping a stern face, looking out for dangers in the public. You're just being yourself with your friends. Yes. And I notice the importance of people in your life and in your mind, whether now when you have people you trust and you can show your personality fully, or even on your perfect day, you will do a lot and have a lot of cool conversations with people from different backgrounds, as well as you said, when someone enters the room and their energy is there and they bring that new kind of energetic confidence to the place you get interested and you want to learn more about them and you get curious about them so to you when developing that deeper connection and trust with someone did it happen that you felt chemistry instantly with more than one person or are you more of the slow burner type that you need time and exposure and conversations and communications for people in order to get to that level where you feel the high chemistry and when you open up fully? I think it's rather quick for me. I think for me, it's all it takes is one good conversation when we actually look into each other's eyes and we talk about things that are important to us for me to understand either if we're going to be friends with this person or if we will not. I just think, I don't know how it works, but when you speak to a person and you can understand that the conversation is going great and maybe it's not going great, maybe it's like going off really boring and you're just speaking about the weather, but you can kind of already see that you both have the same speaking manner or you both have the same acting manner. And even if you're both tired, you can kind of feel both of your energies. I know it doesn't make a lot of sense when you're say you're saying it out loud, but I think a lot of people when, will understand me when I say that you can already feel your people when you're speaking to them. You can already feel your future friends. You can already feel your future boyfriends, girlfriends. I don't know. When you are 
really learning about your intuition and we, when you are learning how to trust it, you immediately start um, noticing those people who can make a lot of impact in your life. That's a wonderful perspective. And I want to zone in on eyes. You said when you look into each other's eyes, yes, you spoke about the mannerism and the way they speak. It might be similar, but the eyes, what do you see there? And what is important about it? And what about people who don't seem to be able to hold eye contact? Well, as they say, the eyes are the windows to a person's soul. It's all about how a person can keep the eye contact, about how it it can tell you a lot about a person. If they are shy, they will tend to keep their eyes away from you. If they are really interested in you, they will always want to look at you and they always want to keep that eye contact with you. And especially when you are going to job interviews or when you are going to meet someone who you want to leave a good impression on, you should be always looking into eyes because that just shows that you are ready to make a real connection, not just talk about whatever. Thank you. And if you were to give a piece of advice, whether to the people in the world or to Ukrainians and Latvians and post-Soviet countries that you think is key to live a happier life and to follow more in your model from your own perspective, what would be this advice that people will listen and will consider? The advice would be life is short, so listen to yourself and live it how you want it. Because at the end of the day, you're going to realize that you are 70, 80 years old and you want to look back and think that you did all those things you wanted and you reached your full potential and that you didn't listen to those who said you can't do something just because they were scared. That is very wise. And I can hear it from as an insight you received from rap <laughs> because they say that a lot about the haters, yeah. etc. Yeah, that, don't listen okay. to the haters. Yes, exactly. Yes. And... Before we finish, and I was going to finish, but I'm curious about this. Is there a song that even from years ago until now, you seem to still like when it comes to American rap, that you listen to it again and again, or at least every now and then you get in the mood to listen to it because something about it resonates with you? Oh, my God. Mm, We would have to make a whole podcast about songs that resonate with me and that give me a life story i don't know the first tell me something about last week okay tell me first song perfect the first song that i can remember myself listening to and like dancing around and asking my parents to put it on every time i got the access to the radio was sunny by bonnie m and that that isn't really rap i know but it just I remember me being this positive little free spirit child, (laughs) if I could say that, and going around the house screaming the words to the song that I didn't know what they were about. And now that I listen to it and I think of myself being a little girl and listening listening to it in my house, I think it's a really fun, cute memory. And what about that song really, really excites you and fascinates you? Well, when I was little, it was just the beat. It was really just the high-pitched, you know, I don't know, sounds and how it it uh, pushed me to want to dance. 
but now when I listen to it, there's words about how the new day has arrived, the dark days are gone, and I don't know, it just, it's a hopeful song. It gives a lot of hope for tomorrow, and it puts you in a positive mood that you can't escape from. You can't listen to that song and still be sad. Yes, it sounds really wonderful. And tell me then, about you, are you a very open-minded free-flowing kind of girl or because you grew up in a post-soviet country there are like two sides to your personality a more conservative side that is clashing with a more modern side well i don't want this to sound kind of i don't know self-loving or anything but i always knew that i thought kind of different it wasn't that easy to put some stereotypical views in me as it was in other children for example when we were in kindergarten you know how they always say oh i need a couple of strong boys to put those chairs over there for me and i was always that one girl who was like i'm just as strong as those boys i am even stronger than most of those boys can you please let me put those chairs there because i don't want to feel left out you know there was just always something about me that i saw some not fair situations that made me wonder and i always kind of wanted to explore the situation for myself rather than listen to others and uh, just conform under their rules and I think that definitely the American experience has helped me to become even more open-minded than I already was. But as soon as I got to being a teenager and started forming my own views, there was never a moment for me when I thought of anyone as less of than myself. I always could remember me just being a really human person. I was always the person who was for everyone and I never... I I guess I just have a lot of compassion for people. I don't feel like every anyone deserves to be treated badly or differently. And that's the whole thing of me, I think. Yes, I think maybe that's the oxymoron, the fact that you look like a mean girl, but you're full of compassion inside. So it's like the two facets to you, and that's why you try to smile more to show the truth rather than create an expectation. So are, is there something really that when per people first meet you, they don't expect about you? And then when they discover, they're like, wow, I didn't expect this at all about Brigitta. Um, yeah, I think what my friends told me from the American experience, we at the end, we all shared what uh, the most surprising thing about each other was. It was probably that I am really helpful. I, I don't know if it's true. That's just what a lot of people has have told me, that I am willing to leave a lot of my stuff just to go over and help someone else because I, I always believe that whatever you give out to the world, it comes back to you. So you should never be thinking of yourself as a main priority because you are a part of this world and when you help others it immediately comes back to you in some form or another that you can't really expect i guess do you have a story about such magical incredible metaphysical moments in your life whether related to this or maybe your intuition told you something that turned out to be true or you manifested something and you're like wow hmm i think it's 
it has to do something with my American host family, probably, because I I don't know how it went, but when I was going to America, I still didn't, I for a long time, I didn't know who I will be living with or what my family will be. And I always just sat there in my head and imagined myself meeting those people and how they were going to be like. And for my surprise, when I met them at the airport, we had just exchanged a few words over email. They were exactly how I thought about them. They were exactly, my life in America was exactly how I imagined it to be. Because as soon as I hit that application button in the beginning of, I don't know, October, I started manifesting. I didn't know I was manifesting. I was just thinking about what my life in America could be like, what kind of people I would meet there, what kind of connections I would make there. And then as I look back, everything that I thought about kind of came true. And it really kind of gave put me into this perspective that whatever we want, whatever we dream about really, really, really intensively, it usually comes true. So you kind of have to be careful what you wish for. But in my case, it was everything was really positive, I think. And on that positive note, a great episode, a wonderful one. If you are to share, how can people follow you on social media what is the best place if they wish to contact you and any projects maybe you're working on or you're planning to work on if it's time to share uh sure i mean my main platform where i'm at mostly it's my instagram but again you're gonna see probably a mean girl so you might as well if you want to get to know me you can text me and maybe you can see a different part of me but the project that I'm working on right now is me and uh, another Flex alumna from Latvia. We are doing this global service project, which we have planned for a long time in the summer to build like a, like a wooden house for an orphanage or something. And it's still in the works. We are still figuring some stuff out. But this summer, we really want to bring some positive impact for the children and maybe fundraise some money and do stuff like that. So yeah, that that is my project for the future. I'm sure that there are many to come and I have completed many in the past few months, but this one is the one I'm really looking forward to. Yes, I support that idea as well. It's such a wonderful feeling to see the impact on the children and the way they receive that good gift. It's a gift in itself that returns back to you multiple times. Thank you, Brigitta. It was wonderful. It was really full of great opinions and clarity on who you are and compassion. And I thank you for that. Thank you. It was really fun speaking with you. I am so thankful for this experience.